It is very important for the cities to understand that data, parameters or indicators are not their enemies, but their allies. They can show to a city what is their strength, what they should do better, where to invest more and what to communicate more persuasively. This is Violeta Mihalake, Director of Urban Survey Timisoara. And this is On The Move, a podcast series by the Transport Area of the Florence School of Regulation on the European Green Deal and its implications for the transport sector. I am Teodora Serafimova, and in this series I will be speaking to a number of mobility experts to discuss decarbonization and digitalization among other key issues on the EU transport policy agenda. Today I have the pleasure of speaking to Violeta Mihalake, Director of Urban Survey Timisoara, a Romanian NGO focused on urban regeneration and mobility. Violeta has been involved as an urban area coach in the EU-funded SUMI project, where SUMI stands for Sustainable Urban Mobility Indicators. And she recently contributed as a speaker at the 7th Florence Intermodal Forum, where we discussed the rationale behind and challenges towards the establishment of a common European framework for SUMI. Today we'll dive deeper into some topical issues on the urban mobility agenda. From urban mobility planning to indicators and data gathering, funding and financing issues, and not least how all this links up to the EU climate and sustainability objectives. Violeta, thank you very much for taking the time to speak to me today. I thank you, Theodora, for this invitation and I'm looking forward to this discussion. The European Commission recently proposed a stepping up of Europe's 2030 climate ambition, more specifically by raising the emission reduction target to 55%. This underlines the need for urgent climate action and places a particular responsibility on the transport sector, whose emissions account for a quarter of the Union's total greenhouse gas emissions and are still on the rise. As concentrations of both human activity and emission sources, cities have a clear role to play in driving the shift towards more sustainable and zero emission mobility systems, while also tackling issues of congestion, air pollution and road safety. To start with, could you share a few words about the SUMI project and how exactly a common indicator set can support the European Green Deal and climate law objectives? Yes, technical support related to sustainable urban mobility indicators, that's the official name of the project, or shortly SUMI, is a service contract funded by DG Move and won by a consortium that was excellently coordinated by Marcel Brown from Ruprecht Consult Cologne, Germany. And the purpose of the project was to review and Europeanize a set of 21 mobility indicators that was previously developed by the World Business Council for Sustainable Development. And these indicators that were divided between core and non-core indicators have been tested in almost 50 cities all over Europe. And in the end of the project, the consortium of the project elaborated a very consistent set of recommendations for DG Move on how the indicator set could be further improved and how to ensure the use of these indicators now that SUMI project is over. My role within the project was that of urban area coach for three Romanian cities. And now to say a few words about the, these indicators, uh, you should know that each indicator consists of at least 
two types of data or parameters, has a clear definition, a calculation formula, and a user guide. These indicators measure things like how accessible the public transport is in your city, or what is the share of a city population with appropriate access to public transport, or how many people die in transport accidents, what is the level of congestion, and of course, what is the level of pollution, what is the level of greenhouse gas emissions or air pollution, to mention just a few examples. The idea is to have a set of indicators that can be used by any city, no matter the size or the characteristics of the mobility system they are using or the country they belong to. A set of indicators that can be used every two or three years to analyze progress and spot deficiencies in the same way for every city. And if I made you curious, you can find all these indicators with definitions and calculation sheets and an online benchmarking tool that allow comparison among cities. So all these things are on Digimove website. You can just Google SUMI Sustainable Urban Mobility Indicators and you are there. Thank you for this overview. Um, drawing on your experience as an urban area coach, what would you say are the main challenges encountered by cities in gathering the necessary data and furthermore in calculating the indicators? As I've already said to you before, my role within SUMI project was that of urban area coach, meaning that I closely work with three Romanian cities in their efforts to collect data and fill in the indicators. And in this work, probably the most problematic issue was the fact that Romanian cities has, have a long and strong tradition in not gathering in, and using data. As a matter of fact, almost 55% of all data needed to fill in all the core indicators is data that was never collected by anybody, so more than half. And furthermore, 30% of all the needed data to fill in all the core indicators is data that comes or it is produ produced within the municipalities and it was never collected. For example, simple data such as the length of streets that are pedestrianized have not been gathered so far. And that's why unsurprisingly, the score we registered for this type of data maybe with one or two exceptions, was very low, in some cases even zero, clearly showing that there is no preoccupation from cities to take measures in these areas. So the conclusion somehow was, if we do not have an indicator to measure it, we will not act for it. So we have encountered all kinds of situations in this process of supporting the cities to collect data and fill in the indicators from the most common ones, such as the need to buy data or the unavailability of the necessary tool to calculate it, such as the geographical informational system. Not all the cities have such tools. But also more local situations. For example, we know that the data exists, but it cannot be provided in the format needed. Or the case that I mentioned already before, that, that of data that have never been collected although it is produced by the municipalities. And if you ask me, I think this was the most precious lesson learned by the cities in this exercise, 
to gather data that in the end gave them a better understanding of urban mobility. And of course, we have the case of very difficult indicators. And here, the greenhouse gas emission indicator is the champion because of the large amount of data needed, the unavailable of this data, and the need of educated staff to work with this data, just to mention a few reasons. Thank you for these insights, Violetta. There appear to be a number of serious constraints related to local authorities' financial and human resources, as well as their historical attitudes to data gathering more generally, as you've outlined in the case of Romania. In parallel, however, there is an ongoing debate about making the access to EU funding more closely linked or even conditional on the existence of a sustainable urban mobility plan and indicators. So what is your take on this? And how can we avoid a situation where smaller cities with less resources are excluded from EU funding opportunities because they are unable to collect data and calculate the indicators? To give you a short answer, my personal opinion is that there should be a strong link if you want a conditionality for cities between using SUMI, the Sustainable Urban Mobility Indicators, and the access to European funding. And please allow me to enlarge a little bit on this. I come from a country, Romania, that was among those European countries where there was this conditionality for the cities to have a sustainable urban mobility plan in order to apply for certain European funding. And if this came six or seven years ago as something compulsory for cities, you must have a sustainable urban mobility plan. Otherwise, you cannot apply for European funding to improve your public transport or build cycling infrastructure, to give you one or two examples. But the cities were never left alone in this process. The European Commission invested invested hugely to support them. The costs of elaborating sustainable urban mobility plans were reimbursed. Capacity building programs online courses, online tools, good practice materials were created for those working with SAMS. Many of these resources are translated into national languages. And if you only check Civitas or ELTIS websites, you will see the huge amount of resources available for cities. In my opinion, I do not know any other field in which so much effort has been invested and of course, the funding for implementing these measures. Now we have around 120 Romanian cities with a sustainable urban mobility plan. And because of good planning, we can now see small sized cities that for the first time in their history have public transport, green public transport, or cities that are implementing courageous measures such as reintroducing tram public transport. But is it always enough just to build it and they will come? Building infrastructure, buying new trams or e-buses, is it enough to meet the goals of sustainability, of carbon neutrality? I think no. That's why for me, the logical continuation of this process is SUMI, is having a set of urban mobility indicators. We have to measure what is done and what is missing. Is the new tram line accessible for everyone? Is it reliable and efficient? Is the new cycling lane safe enough? 
or well-connected in the city mobility system, is the level of pollution lower because we introduced, for example, green public transport? Very interesting. And lastly, the COVID-19 pandemic has had profound implications on urban mobility patterns with significant drops in public transport ridership and revenue losses for operators. So with this in mind, how can the indicators be transformed into added value as opposed to mere obligations for cities with already strained budgets? And how would you motivate a city government to work on SUMI? Yes, this is a huge challenge. How to convince a city to start a complicated and demanding process such as this one of gathering and analyzing data, especially when data do not look good or encouraging. But I believe a lot in sharing knowledge and in communicating. And here the lessons learned and the know-how of the most advanced European cities is crucial. Cities should be taught not only how to do it, but also why to do it. And as a matter of fact, in an online survey within those that participated in SUMI project, project, 86% of those responding said, said, and I quote, the European Commission should create a long-term support mechanism for urban areas in order to facilitate the collection of data on urban mobility aspects at urban area level, end of quotation. A support mechanism which provides service and assistance for cities, such as, for example, a data acquisition fund for buying data or different tools such as a geographical informational system, or training programs for city representatives on the application of the SUMI indicator set. It is very important for the cities to understand that data, parameters, or indicators are not their enemies, but their allies. They can show to a city what is their strength, what they should do better, where to invest more, and what to communicate more persuasively. And precisely because it is so difficult, we should start from somewhere. And I think SUMI, Sustainable Urban Mobility Indicator Set, is a very good point to start with. Thank you very much, Violetta, for this very insightful conversation. It has been very interesting to learn from your experience in the SUMI project, and in particular about the challenges that cities face in gathering data and working with indicators. It's clear that a uniform set of indicators across Europe can bring significant value in terms of enabling cities to monitor the impacts of their policies, as well as to compare, benchmark, and hopefully improve the performance of their mobility systems. Having said that, we also see that some open questions remain regarding their, the indicators design and implementation, which in turn will be central to ensuring their effectiveness and contribution towards achieving the EU's sustainability objectives. Thank you once again. Thank you for tuning in to On The Move. Keep an eye out on our channels for new episodes.